Hello there, this is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Welcome to the Sith List. And here we go. We would be honored if you would join us. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. I know this is hard for you, but winter is coming. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am the danger. Avengers! Assemble. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Who is scruffy looking? Less. I wanna buckle up, baby. Carlos, smash you, King Tom. Hey guys, you ever see that really old movie, Empire Strikes Back? And of course, Randy. Change? Yeah. Big change. They got your weakened feet covered, and you—you're on the set list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number three forty-four. Of the Sithless, I'm your host, Arash Dolchai, and my co-pilots this evening, the young and the restless, the bearded one, Mr. Carlos Buargoya, the man we call Crunch Crunch, Les Gonzalez. What's up? <laughs> What's up, buddy? The man that everybody calls the king of all pods. No, I do only. King, king Tom, what's up? Ahoy. A vast, a vast, a vast, a vast. matey. <laughs> Randy, what is up, my friend? Chips ahoy! Ooh, okay. Overrated cookie. The man we call El Hombre. Eric Strathers, what's up, buddy? Dude, I was playing my own theme song. <laughs> you were, yeah, that was you, yeah. For the people that were listening on Patreon, thank you so much. We were doing an acoustic. Uh, well, we introduced a new band. We're called the Persian Perversions, and uh, we got two guitars. We're kind of like the Eagles, two acoustic guitars going on at the same mm-hmm. time. Um, yeah, it was uh, pretty amazing. So it's worth the three bucks just to hear that intro tonight. Uh, it was a lot of fun. But we we support you. I mean, we support you. Thank you for supporting us. Uh, and this, this podcast is yeah, this podcast is going south already, and we're uh, like I said, thirty seconds in. How's everybody doing? Better than me, <laughs> Eric. How you doing, buddy? Pretty good, buddy. I'm great. Yeah. Sorry, it took me so long to unmute that. <laughs> no, it's, um, yeah. like it's weird, Appreciate man. It. Randy and I have been talking a lot about, and I went from like only playing guitar out of necessity. And which is a shame because it's driven my entire life. Like literally I moved halfway, you know, across the Midwest to pursue a career in music. And it's like all my decisions have revolved around the fact that I play music. And then I got to where it was just a job. And like now I'm back in love with it again. And that's why when Randy had his acoustic out and was playing the theme to uh, The Last of Us, I'm like, oh, I've been meaning to learn that. Let's have a guitar lesson right now on the spot. So, yeah, it's been great. so cool. Yeah. I've never like really freestyled, so that was awesome too. I appreciate oh you guys. It was back. awesome. <laughs> yeah, 
Eric, you should have been there for the beginning. I mean, it was like, it was pretty heavy stuff. Kind of like Leonard Cohen. It, it went something like, Patreon, eh, here comes a song. It won't, it, it'll be super long, but it's really only 10 seconds. Yeah. That's, Tupac that's John. Actually, that was pretty yeah. dead on. That was, yeah, you were listening. You paid three <laughs> bucks? You were listening. No. <laughs> King Tom, what's up, buddy? How was, uh, uh, how's life? Well, life is pretty good. Pretty good. Good. Good, good. Everything coming up, Struthers? Everything is coming up, Struthers, yeah. So, Eric, uh, and I already talked to you. Les, what's up, buddy? You muted too? This is good. <laughs> this is just great. I, I muted Jesus myself, Christ, muted myself like four times in a row. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm not going to talk. Yes, I am. No, I'm not yet. No, uh, maybe. No, yes, no, no, you're doing that. I'm not doing that. You're doing that. Yeah. I'm not. No, 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 no. I'm He's doing getting fine. mad at himself. <laughs> he starts hitting himself. <laughs> yeah. oh, Lord. Just talk, idiot. Talk. <sighs> no, I'm doing fine. Boo, you and I are getting ready to go on a big road trip this weekend. We're hitting the uh, hitting the desert road oh, yeah. on a dark desert highway. Cool wind in our hair. You don't have any, but cool wind in our in our. <laughs> we're going to. We're going to. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're going to. We're going to Arizona. Yes, yes, we are. For some spring training baseball, we're taking your pops. Yep. Um, first time he's going to spring training to see the Dodgers. Yeah. So it's going to be uh, it's gonna be interesting. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah, yeah it should be gonna a blast. Be really and the weather is going to be better over there, too. Low Way 80s. better. So yeah, it's going to be raining here. Low yeah. Right. So very, very cool. Time. excited about that. Randy, and yeah, anything eventful going on in your life? Uh, no, nah, man. Just excited for all the fun things that you guys are doing. Yeah, yeah, we're going to send you pictures. What's the, what's the scent of the candle behind you, Randy? <laughs> that is creme brulee, sir. Oh. That's I like a good a, one. I like a hot cocoa or like a chocolate chip cookie one. Mm-hmm. Kind of like one. So you can I, eat I, it. I, I, like eating, <laughs> like, I like eating my candles, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just the yeah. means to get yourself hungry. It pretty much be like this is yeah. not food, but it smells like it. Yeah. See, I'm down with what you guys are, are throwing out there. Lorena gets these like natural, healthy ones that smell like you're in a fucking I don't know. Like in it's a gotta be synthetic. Yeah. Grass field or something. I don't want to be in a grass field. No. I wanna be I wanna be in a chocolate vat of I got, you know, yeah. chips. I got this one last summer from Target. It was like a black peppercorn thing. Mm-hmm. It smelled oh. really good. I love it. Like steak. Kind of, uh, mm. but it they haven't sold it since, and I can't find mm. it anywhere. Mm. Black peppercorn. That's it's kind of like the KFC candles. No, not like not like where, where, where they, they have KFC non- candles. Oh yeah, where it'll smell like the chicken, it'll smell like the gravy. Yeah, boo. Remember the Erica Badu? Okay, no boo. Back on KFC. Oh, that one. Back to Doubleicious, dude. Or Vijay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 chicken bun thing. Yeah, they are bringing it yep. back. Chicken with bacon really? and cheese. It's just oh yeah, crispy it's just chicken, oh. chicken with like cheese. Yeah, thing. yeah. Sorry, that, that life is that life is done for me, guys. I had four doctors. I had four appointments today. Yeah, and one was blood it. work, wow. and I got. <laughs> And I got my results back. Could you put your work on the screen, please? And the results. No. X-rays, too. I would like to look at those. No x-rays, but I got my blood work back, and I got my lipids, and my lipids said, fuck you. That's what they said. They said. What causes the lipids to say fuck you? 
specifically? Uh, pizza night at Brewery X for the last <laughs> okay. two years. I think it right. fucking got me that uh, for like four months. I know. What else? I know, but but still, we did it hard when we did it, bro. Um, <laughs> what else? Uh, I mean, just like eating like meats, man. I don't know. I I need to like tone down on the all those charcuterie on the peppercorn candles, dude, and go yeah, natural, yeah. you know. So that that was my intro was my blood test and then my doctor th- had two residents next to me uh, that oh, wow. that he was that he was and they were females right and mm-hmm. my doctor thinks he's cool dude like he thinks he's this young cool dude um, he's a nice guy whatever but but he has these girls like, yeah he, he has cool? these girls straight up though before you continue with is he cool though like would I hang out with him no yeah I guess. It, I mean, he thinks he's cool and he's a doctor. So like, whatever, I get it, dude. But he's got like this bravado and he always makes jokes like, oh, you played hockey. We can't break you, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what, dude? Just shut it down. Like, but he had these girls with them. He, yeah. yeah, he had these girls with them. And he's like, oh, I see you had a vasectomy. I said, yes, I did. Three months ago. He's like, any, uh, any issues ejaculating? And I was like, no, I'm good. <laughs> and they're like right next to me. Uh, any pain? Any weird stuff? I was like, no, not at all, buddy. Can we move along to like how I'm going to die of cholesterol? Like, why, why, why are we talking about this, dude? You can embarrass the shit out of me, bro. He's probably is less about your vasectomy and wondering if just straight up mayonnaise was going to come out from so your diet. When he's sitting there. Oh. Mayonnaise. <laughs> so disgusting. So, okay, so, he's, so the doctor's sitting there tell, talking about your vasectomy. And then yeah, the he had nothing email, to do with it residents what what was their response as i didn't look at him dude i was embarrassed i didn't, didn't even, even look, look at them. you wouldn't even like no. wouldn't even catch no but i face. saw they were like shaking their heads acting like oh okay yeah like, good, yeah good like, oh, yeah so i understand then, you're good. supposed to mock the patients is that correct let me take a note here mm. well and then he, and then he was checking my ear for like sinus mm-hmm. issues and you know i just had covid he's like come in this is how you check the ear so he had them do like put their hand and look at my eardrum and like she's like oh my god it's my first eardrum <laughs> and then my doctor's like see she'll never forget you did she also say you're, oh my god it's my fr- first prostate oh. <laughs> <laughs> no she did not no she did not thank god they didn't check for that bro. so Old do you pay a copay second. when you go there or is it a goddamn cover charge bro oh. i paid four copays today four yeah Four copays. I paid three $35 copays and an $80 copay. And here's the kicker, dude. You know, it's three months after the, uh, you know, snippy snips. So they need to check if the, uh, Wait, snippy you know, snips? They, I need you to elaborate for those. Vasectomy. So it's oh, three months after oh, the vasectomy. You got a vasectomy. Yeah. I remember now. I did. Yeah. 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 So I have to go over there and I have to make sure that there's no floaters left. Do you know what I mean? Right. 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 And I'm doing this for people. Like, Les hates when I talk about this stuff. But I'm doing this for the people. I'm doing this for the people. I'm sorry to do this, man. But just for all of us who don't have a medical degree, when you say floaters, what do you mean? I mean my little spree Floaters that can swim. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of jargon going on here. I'm trying to keep up. I'm trying to keep up. I'm talking about my little jasmonies inside. You know what I mean? Oh, jasmonies. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm breaking down a layman's turn. Jasmonies. So they so they want to make sure that the level is low enough where I don't have another baby. So they give me a damn cup and they're like, we have private rooms up in level five and you have a half an hour. Okay. So 
You should have been like, go, no, no, I'll just do it right here, bro. Doc. You know, since, since it's already uncomfortable, I, let me just make no, it more. I had, let me just do it. Look, right here it was for you. it was ten thirty. I had another appointment at eleven in Ooh. building one. I was in building two. I was already stressed out. The internet wasn't working there, so I was stressed out. Like, what am I mm -hmm. gonna do if I don't have internet, bro? Mm -hmm. This place better be nice. So I went up to level five. It was a stupid bullshit bathroom, and it was like they didn't clean it. It was disgusting. Bro. So I had to like, you know. Going to the deep, deep. Did, was this the same doctor that had the interns in there? No, the no, residents. I mean, no. Because no. what would have been uh, great no. is if you said, "And now I won't ever forget her either." Oh, my oh God. that's good. I didn't see that. That's coming. a good one. That's no, good. no, I didn't. No, it was just me and a Harder little cup. Life, yeah. And then uh, I was done, and um, I went down, and what the hell I, are I went. You doing? I had to I'm, t I'm telling the people, people, I mean, some people might want to know how the process works. You know, I'm getting a lot of text messages from people like, does it hurt? Do they make right. an incision? Right. So I want to give right. the whole shenanigans, you know, right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm belowing the whole thing. So when I go down to give my sample, oh, right, it, I have to bypass. The how huge... long did, were you, you were able to do it within the 30 minutes? Yeah. Luckily. Good. I was right. Good. Like was, down yeah. to the wire, was, huh? Yeah. Down to the wire with no internet. I was so upset. Oh, so it had to be like I was 12 again, like imagination, which right. who has that yeah. when you're old? Right. You know what I mean? No, uh, no, so, no Sears catalog. Yeah, right. Exactly. No Fredericks of Hollywood. Yeah. I, I was going to say, at least upgrade to Fredericks. Don't, don't, don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like the place was disgusting too. It wasn't like it was like, hey, like the whatever. Worst catalog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right um so i had to bypass a massive line in the lab mm -hmm. and i had to open the door and they're like excuse me your number get called and i was like <laughs> no 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 they told me this is time sensitive and right when i said time sensitive the lady goes oh oh okay yes 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 and so she grabbed it and she goes when did you uh when did this um when it happened and I said, I don't know, like 10, 15, 10 minutes ago. And she's, she looked I'm at the clock. Sweating, she's like, so it's 10, it's 10. Yeah. She's like, it's 1051. When, no, when do you think it happened? I said, 1041. <laughs> you almost yeah. turned in a sample out of hold time, dude. Right. Because if I would have waited after half an hour, I would have had to do it all again. Yes. And the guy had the audacity to tell me that gave me the thing. Okay. You have 30 minutes. Do you want to go home and come back? Yeah, dude. I want to go home and and I'll, whatever. Oh my, so, coming back. Who takes? But I made it to my the nuclear oh, function, man. Who who does right. that? Oh, they take stool samples, piss samples. That's right. that's the least of their problems. No, no, he's talking about going home and doing it. Oh right? yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like going going. Well, home. you can't take way more unless than you live. If you unless you home. live in the hospital, yeah. you're not going to be able to come back car. in time. No, yeah, I would have got, got, got arrested. You can't do it in the car, Randy. No, <laughs> no I'm just saying it, if, if you, you live, in I do have tinted windows. That so. would be the option. Yeah. Oh yeah, tinted windows. Well, that was yeah. that was my day. Yeah, that was my day. I don't. But I got the results back. Really got I'm, good I'm good. I'm good. No uh, jasmonies inside. Yeah, thank you. But I do have high cholesterol, and my I have a fatty liver, so I got that going for me. Hmm. <sighs> well, I hope everyone enjoyed this. 
I bet you your liver would taste good with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Yeah, fatty liver is good, isn't it? <laughs> nice yeah, Chianti. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure the cannibal. Yeah. I'm sure the next fava Last of Us. Did a nice yeah, that, I'm sure the so preacher would love my fucking liver. We go for a Raj because he's got the fatty liver. Yes, that right. oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Hell yeah. Yeah. So there you go. There was my day. Did anybody have an, an eventful day like this today? Anybody? Anybody here? No. Uh, didn't have any of the appointments, but I did some of the same things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. Oh, that's a good one. Well done. Well done. That was. You know what? That deserves a. Oh no! I'm sorry. Nice. Power up. Power up. Guys, check us out. Sithlist.com for all things Sithlist, except for my blood work and uh, you know my levels of sperm inside my balls. Check us out YouTube for uh, Sithless episodes, reactions. Les is upset that I talk about it. Les gets mad. I mean, before he goes like, why are you telling people this stuff? Because I'm very transparent. Good for you, man. Oh, yeah, man. I want, I want people to know. Right, I want people to know. Don't be go. scared. Don't be scared. You should be scared. Get it. Get it, get it done. Uh, guys, yeah, we're doing Last of Us. We're doing The Mandalorian. Uh, some bad batching. Get it done. Spay and neuter your family. Yes, get it done. Peeps. Get it done, peeps. Bob Barker would be proud, yeah. Yeah. Guys, let's, Bob Barker would be proud. Let's talk a little uh, box office. Here's Johnny. I know it was you, Fredo. Guys, weekend box office results. Creed 3 is king with an impressive debut. Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut dominated the weekend, giving Jonathan Majors a 1-2 punch with Creed and Quantum Mania the top of the list. Wow, Majors is uh, killing it here. Number one and two. Think about that. This was from uh, RottenTomatoes.com. Uh, Creed 3 made $58.7 million. Ant-Man and the Wasp, 12.5. Cocaine Bear, 11. And Demon Slayer, uh, 10.1. And it's a long thing, and I'm not going to butcher the rest of the... Uh, just Yeah, just say Demon Slayer. You're fine. I, I did. I did. Yeah, I'm not going to do... Don't try it. That would be a old-school Raj mistake there, and I didn't make it. Did anybody watch anything worthwhile this week and i'm trying to think i don't think i did except for no i don't think i did i don't think i watched anything well except for the things we're talking about later on yeah. which is the last of us and mandalorian and the bad batch which i didn't see but i've heard people are raving about this episode um i watched last episode today which was uh which was really cool man very aliens vibes on that one so, well, uh, anybody else watch anything good? Any bad television anybody watch? No? You know what? Amanda and I watched uh, uh, Shazam. Finally. Oh, had never the seen first it. one. Yeah. Had never seen it. And uh, the kids, man, loved it. Stella, I who loved it. is like hates everything, kind of. She really dug the movie quite a bit. And yeah, we liked it, man. It's very I good. I did too. Yeah, I was yeah, real, it is. real happy with it. It's it's well done and yeah, good times. He's the kid's great too. The all yeah. the kids are great in that mm -hmm. thing. And and Zachary Levi, I think that's his name, right? Yeah, he's phenomenal. Yeah, he's really good. I used to so watch his show. He's just like a clone of Jimmy Fallon, right? Just on steroids. 
Oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. He was great, though. He did a really good job in it. I hope the second one's as good as the first. That would be cool. I'm glad they're doing it. I think that's coming out next week. Does anybody know? I believe. Okay. Okay, cool. Anybody else watch anything else? No? We're all good? Yeah, I don't think I did either. The Oscars is this weekend. And interesting enough, I read an article about how the Oscars is pretty worried because of The Last of Us. The Last of Us is pulling such massive numbers for HBO that they're a little bit, little bit, little bit worried about that. Speaking be. of Oscars, by the way, we, we watched the Chris Rock uh, ah, stand up. That's, that's what I watched. Yeah, I haven't seen. Yes, that yet. And, how was it? Yeah, enjoyed it. Thought it was hilarious. Uh, I, what I loved about it, in, in Chris Rock fashion, it was storytelling. And he's such a good storyteller. And it's not like belly laughing the entire time, but it's a story for five, six, seven minutes, and then bam, gets you with like the punch. And mm-hmm. uh, th- and I thought him dropping it on Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith at, and waiting to the very end was smart. And I think it was also well done too. Um, he spent exactly six minutes on it uh, and mm-hmm. he was just done with it. Um, and boy, oh boy. Did he uh did he give it to him? That's for sure. Yikes. It was pretty crazy. Um and you know what what I like about it is that he saved it. Like he didn't talk about it the entire run after it happened. He saved it for Netflix to make all that money. And I don't think he's really gonna harp on it again. I think he's done. Yeah. As far as he also said it where he couldn't get his ass slapped again by Will Smith. So But he did say (laughs) he did say the reason why the reason why he Well, he did say that Will Smith would beat his ass. I mean, he literally said it. Oh, well, yeah. He, he, said, he said, you don't see me playing Muhammad Ali anytime soon. And then he said, you, he said, you don't see me taking my shirt off at, at, in any movie, even if I'm getting open heart surgery in the movie, I'm wearing a, a t-shirt. <laughs> I have a sweater on. Yeah, pretty great. The pre-show was really bad. I watched the pre-show, and that was awful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched some of the post-show, and it was, uh, it was okay. You know? Yeah. But... But yeah, so that's JB it. That's how I watch something. It's usually good. Yeah. 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 JB Smooth. And Dana Carvey yeah. and Spade hosted it. And the first thing they said is, I'm glad they picked the two uh, white old men to uh, host a, a show about, <laughs> um, you know, th- these issues in life. So that right. was pretty interesting. They have a podcast together, David Spade and uh, Dana Carvey. So. Yeah. Well, I'm going to check that out. Yeah. I'm going to check that out. All right, cool. So let's just jump in. There's a lot to talk about. Let's just jump into uh, some Star Wars, guys. There's uh, some cool stuff out there and some crazy stuff that, or a variety of stuff, I guess. Greetings. This is Grand Admiral Thrawn aboard the ISS Chimera. You are currently listening to the Sith List. I know a great deal about you because of this artistic choice. May Warrior's Fortune. Smile upon your efforts. Yeah, guys, um, I'm going to throw this to to Eric is what I'm going to do. Go ahead, Eric. Sorry. I actually unmuted and remuted because something's going on upstairs. (laughs) All right. right. I had a kid home sick today, by the way. That's excellent. There's a whole stomach flu going around. And, like, you know how it is with kids, man. They're Petri dishes. It's going around here, too, by the way. And, uh, Yeah. yeah, I... 
the amount of walking around I hear up there, considering the time it is, tells me that something has gone awry and that I won't be oh. going to work tomorrow. Uh, but anyway, let's talk to, about this variety thing first thing. And uh, yeah. I was kind of surprised by this, given, you know, kind of what they do with the news cycle versus the TV shows coming out, right? We've got the second episode of the third season of The Mandalorian. And then suddenly, boom, yesterday, Variety drops this thing that uh, Kevin Feige and Patty Jenkins movies are shelved just shelved and listen here's the deal man they talk about this stuff being in development that's just part of the process the problem is is that star wars talks about it like it's a thing you know uh tons of stuff is in development that never gets made but um taika ytt's movie is still happening and apparently he wants to be in it he wants to be the star in his movie so you know is it the star or is it like a you know, kind of side part supporting character. Oh, I'm a, I must have read a clickbait says Taika wants to be the lead star. It, in star well, Wars it movie. it the Variety's title says Taika Waititi looking to star in his own film. That's I mean, you that's could, what it, you could you take that a million yeah. different ways, but uh, that's true. Um, you know, I star on this podcast, and people still think I'm not on it. So you know, what's that mean? <laughs> Uh, which I appreciate my segment being early on in the show so that people can still not remember that. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, the whole Patty Jenkins thing doesn't come as a big shock to anybody, I don't think. Uh, I mean, I did think it was weird that after the last thing that came out, she came out and was like, no, no. But And now here we are later. So, yeah. Uh, what are you going to do? She's we got- too busy with the, the next Wonder Woman. Oh, I'm sorry. She's not. All too soon. I'm sorry, Patty. Uh, you know, we've got celebration coming up in a month's time, and I suspect we'll learn something then. You know, because God knows they've never come out and said something at celebration that uh, <laughs> didn't come to fruition. Now, listen, here's a surprise twist. My buddy Tracy Moon tipped me off to this. That oh, this year, Tracy. this year, they've, because, you know, the last two celebrations three celebrations have been in the states and now it's in london this year um they're going to give people at home the same experience as much as possible online as you could get by attending in person which means you won't get into any panels at all (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah it's going to be just like you're there which is pretty exciting stuff but thank you tracy for that gag by the way um, I was pretty proud. We'll of get to we'll, we'll be in a we'll be in a flow over. We'll be in the overflow web, lines. Yeah, overflow <laughs> overflow lines in a web yeah. web chat in a web something. Yeah. So anyway, that's it's always a bummer to hear that we haven't had a Star Wars movie in a while, and it's going to be mm. a while. And I don't know if right. there's you know the schedule still shows that we've got one sooner rather than later, but we'll know for sure at celebration. They'll they'll do something, and it'll be something right. But um, anyhow, let's jump over to the TV. Obviously, the uh, Mandalorian is the big deal. So I want to save it for last because we'll skip yeah, over sure. the Bad Batch. The Bad Batch yeah. episode today, I can't even remember the title of it, but we jump back to Crosshair. The The whole thing focuses on him. And oh, okay. yeah, it's a mission that he's going on to recover some missing stuff. 
right? And it's with some other clones. And at the beginning, they're telling these clones, congratulations on your retirement. Thank you for your service. And they're like, man, we're soldiers. What are we supposed to do now? Couldn't tell you. So anyway, they go. And this commander that's with him is a complete butt crack, man. And he's it's rough. He's rough on him. And the just to cut it to the chase, Crosshair, this is where the change of heart moment happens to him. Oh, yeah. He they go out in pursuit of this missing gear. And these guys have had like not enough to eat. A ton of the clones have died being attacked. They've had no support, uh, like trying to track down these raiders that are stealing their supplies. And so they go out after him and ended end up like killing one or two and realizing that they're armoring up in the gear. That's what's in these things is the supplies that the clones needed were in these crates that they just weren't letting them have. Right. And anyway, what ends up happening, the gist of it is, is that Crosshair is really listening to this clone and really comes to understand the nature of what the new empire has done. A mission's a mission, how he started out with. And it ends with him and what's the what's the movie where it's kind of like that whole scenario is based on where uh, Callus and Zeb end up together. Enemy Mine. I had to be mine with Dennis Quaid. Yeah. And so like he's with this, it's not quite like that, but it's similar where he's with this clone and realizes their plight and they get caught in an avalanche and the clone's like, just leave me. I am not going to make it. You need to go on. He's like, no, I'm going to save you. And they fight their way through this storm. He's there. They have to hunker down for the night and crosshair has to like huddle up with the guy and he looks like he's on the verge of tears the acting oh, done okay. with the facial features in the show was pretty tremendous man and anyway he ends up limping this guy all the way back and they won't help him and he dies on the tarmac oh and the guy's crapping on him he's like you're an asset of the empire that's all you are you don't matter and he's like you could have saved him he's like we're not gonna expend resources on that and that's when Crosshair, like, he literally looks, de like, devastated. Wow. And he okay. shoots the lieutenant. Oh, shoots shit. Shoots him dead. Yeah. And, no way. Yeah. Wow. And then okay. Shasha. He, so he shoots the guy dead and, and then collapses himself on the ground. And we, you th I thought he was dead. Mm -hmm. I thought that was it. But it turns out he's still alive. And he wakes up in this medical facility with some doctor he doesn't recognize. And he's like all groggy and the ladies, the doctor's telling him, well, I'm just trying to get you fixed up. And once you're better then the doctor's going to come and see you. Dun, dun, dun. Finn. Dude, I got to tell you, they, I didn't think they could do anything with crosshair that would make me like be okay with them. They right. did it. They friggin' did it. Um, that's awesome because he didn't he didn't sacrifice himself and put himself to the side for one of his friends or one of the mains it was for some rando and you and it yeah, was like his his eye-opening moment it, he wasn't saving a friend he literally realized the total error of his ways and it was really neat so what really was the doctor gonna do like just reset him we have no idea and I suspect it's related to the whole cloning thing mm -hmm. from the last episode. That would be mm -hmm. my guess. That it's some sort of cloning mm -hmm. deal. And uh, 
you know, because he would be wow. an ideal candidate to do a whole nother biological chip thing where you could set right. him off because right, 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 right. now he's had this change of heart. They sent him back to his buddies. Well, you know, was was she one of the people from last week's episode? I think so. I can't remember. I didn't have time to go back and look. I thought it was more along the lines of, well, we know that he knows Omega. Mm -hmm. So maybe he can help us track her down. Right. That's what Uh, I was thinking. But yeah, so like if he, but they could send him back, you know, to his friends because they realize he's basically turned on the Mm -hmm. Empire. And that would be like the thing you could do. Execute order 68. Do it. Yeah. But anyway, man, what'd you guys think of the episode as a whole? Sounded great. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 a great episode. Yeah, yeah. I I still still know. Sorry. Go ahead. The bass line in that by yeah. the horns or by the uh, yeah by like the. The, the cello and the horns. That's mm-hmm. very good, man. Good. Kiners. Killing it. Sorry, bump, boo. Bump. I was, I oh, was no, trying no. to do that behind, it's behind all your uh, description, but yeah. it was too loud. No, you're good. You're good. I I, I do feel for Crosshair. I, I haven't forgiven him yet, but I do feel for him. And it, it, it kind of... I, I kind of feel like he's getting what... Not what he deserves, but... You see... The, the writing's on the wall, and it's been there. You know, if they're willing to throw away the Jedi, you see what the Empire is doing to other people. What makes you so special? Why Why would you not be tossed aside at some point kind of thing? So I, I think he's I, I don't think he regrets what he's done. I think he's like, shit, I, you know, I, 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 I backed the wrong horse. I picked the wrong side and now it's it's all over kind of thing and he's like and now he finally his eyes are finally open to the shittiness that he's been a part of which but an awful way to actually realize it uh yeah no the episode's great because you you feel for everyone and everything and it, i like the dialogue between him and the uh and, and the clone trooper mayday the way they're just talking um kind of just shooting the shit kind of just trying to figure things out because they're forced to you because they're still just soldiers and they're they they almost turn into more more than that you know the the little time that they have and that that lieutenant that's there nolan what a prick god i'm surprised he let him finish the sentence i was waiting for him to fucking skin him (laughs) mid-sentence right there at the end i was (laughs) i was like i was i was waiting for just like a blade to be sticking out of the guy's back you know, and then him look down and be like, oh, no, damn it. But, yeah, no, good episode. Really good episode. Yeah, if, if there was one, Arasa, you shouldn't have missed, it's probably this one. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, it's, of course. Do you have, hey, listen. It's, it's, and even it's if, hard with Mando on, you know? Even yeah. with us explaining it beat by beat, man, it's still worth watching by a long Well, yeah, I watched, uh, I watched the previous episode today, uh, Metamorphosis, and mm-hmm. it was it was really cool. It, I they are just ramping up the way that their the animation looks and the content of the show. It, it's becoming more like what I wanted Star Wars animation to be, and that's like the tail end of the last Clone Wars that we got. Um, I feel like this is becoming that in a way. 
it like the scenes where they're showing the tarmac and it's coming mm-hmm. in like until you see the clones on the screen it looks like it could be a, a photo it's very oh, yeah. good it's yeah, really it's so really good. good king tom before i kick it over to you one thing i want to say is one of the things i love the most about how crosshair handled it is he didn't shoot the guy in the back he called him out so he would mm-hmm. turn around and look at him before he delivered the look him in the him. eyes be like yeah. i'm the one who killed you yeah yeah, yeah it was Bastard. pretty good yeah. Anyhow, yeah. King Tom. Yeah. I don't have much much new. I I I am completely with you, Eric. Where I didn't think there was anything that could get me to turn around on Crosshair, but they did it. And this better not be like a fake out or undone by something. They, that's why I'm really hoping they don't put a chip in him that makes him right more compliant or whatever. You know, I want this turn to be for good. Uh, because it it did. Is very character driven, and you, you know just the relationship between him and, and Mayday, and even though it was short and only lasted the episode, what they went through, um, they did a really good job uh, of putting it out there. I'm really curious to see where they go with it. It's a lot yeah. better than the uh, the last Crosshair only episode. Yeah, that last the, or the part where they're at the what? fire, dude, and having to camp overnight, <laughs> and he he has to you. get up yeah. next to him to try to keep him alive and keep himself alive man the emotion conveyed in that was very very good so yeah yeah. and it's cool seeing the clones like with full beards and shaggier hair from you know being stranded out in this arctic hell hole they're Mm -hmm. in but yeah pretty neat pretty neat uh let's talk about the mandalorian we watched it with the kids Oh my gosh, my kids are so in love with this show. And I mean, it doesn't hurt that Grogu is about as cute as can be in this. Oh, uh, he's too cute. He's too cute. There's many a thing in this episode that I can see people complaining about. But you know what? I just honestly don't care because I loved it. And that's what matters to me personally. Uh, I want it to be cute. I want it to be fun. I want my kids to love it. That's what I want. It, because, like, I yeah, I want Star Wars to mean a certain thing to me. But I want it to mean to my kids. I want my kids to get out of it what I got out of it whenever I was young. And I feel like right. they've done a very good job of that. With Grogu being, you know, a little more ass-kicking. And, uh, you know, he's babbling around where he's, like, just on the verge of saying his first word any day. R5-D4 swings in for the the hero trip which was pretty cool and just like the focus on the characters because honestly man you can have tons of action you can do all this but the focus on the characters is really what keeps people talking about a show and that's what they did with this and roping Bo-Katan in the way they did and like her change of heart and then the big the big thing at the end Seeing the mm. mythosaur in the water. That was It's rad. like hot dang. But uh, yeah, I really, really dug it, man. Um, hot damn. That's all I can say. There's, I'm not going <laughs> to go through and describe it, the whole thing. But anybody, no, no. somebody tell me your thoughts on this. Yeah, I, I'll go. I, I, thought it was, I thought it was really cool, man. I thought the visually it was just beautiful. It looks so cool. And just seeing Mandalore devastated. Uh, was a trip to see and having it was a big deal for din to be there i mean it's like it's that's where his mecca is pretty much you know mm-hmm. and to see it 
like that and to hear stories about it and see it completely opposite and to see Bo-Katan going back and um, kind of, I think she said it about 800 times that she used to rule there and she was a queen for a little <laughs> bit there, but she was uh, thrown out there a lot. But um, I think she said it I, twice, I, but... No, it was, I think, like uh, three. But it was, um, I, th- I, like, I liked it. I thought it was really cool. I thought, uh, I, in the beginning, I was like, okay, are we just having this like slapstick episode? But then it turned uh, pretty serious, man. And I, and I, I love the fact that Bo-Katan is a part of this three. I hope it's this three unit for a little bit. I hope we stick with it because I like it. Well, I, I had joked around with Amanda that in the scene where Grogu has gone to get her, because Din is trapped and the two of them are going down through the city and she has to whip ass on those guys with, uh, it, it, and she asked him, did you think that your dad was the only Mandalorian? That's where we saw that in the, uh, in the trailer. But I was like, are you my new mom? That's what I was waiting for is to see. Oh yeah. And, uh, that's funny. I thought it was funny when she said, yeah, I used to know some Jedi. It's like, yeah, your sister was nailing one. That's what yes. she knew. That's right. But, uh, taking a trip to Pound Town with the mm-hmm. old, old Hello there. Movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, anyhow, man, I see one of the things I like Bo Katan's character, and I like her plight that she's torn and, and like what she doesn't even know what master to serve, you know, mentally. Emotionally, I mean, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know. It's really cool to see her development. She looks great this season. Like her hair is better. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It looks. I wondered if it was Katie Sackhoff's actual hair. Well, it's, it's been two years. Mm-hmm. Had time to grow it in. Somebody hit us up, Eric, on on YouTube, saying, "Guys, I think you guys are wrong." Because we made a joke about the two years last night, um, and we said something like, "Oh yeah, he learned his flippy flips in two years." and how cool we're going to get a, probably a prequel about the two years he was with Luke. And somebody said, no, I think you guys are mistaken that, that Favreau made a mistake. He was saying that we haven't seen it, haven't seen them in two years. Well, and that's what I wanted him to mean, right? right? That's what I wanted him to be saying. But when you look at it, and I'm, I'm going to try to find the article whilst we yeah. talk about this. It the wording really, really comes off as he was with Luke for two years. Mm. And That's interesting because on honestly, what I figured was like you said, oh, I'm sure that they mean that it's been two years since the end of season two of The Mandalorian, practically two years, and the beginning of this, right? And that without right. Book of Boba Fett, that's it has been a long time. Yeah. But that is not how it comes off. Hold on. Hopefully I can find it here. By the way, thanks to bestfunbulletin.com, making it one of the best places to find this sort of thing. Uh, let's see. Should be Where's... best in bulletin. Oh, hey-o. <laughs> right. Uh, let's, let me see if I can find it. Anyway. Keaton, what'd you think? Yeah, what did yeah, you, you. Keaton, what'd you think about it while he yeah, finds it? I thought the... it was a great little, you know, it, it, if, somehow Mandalorian tells some great stories with only like two or three characters. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I'm watching the credits. They had Mm -hmm. Amy Sedaris. They had um, Katie Sackhoff. They had Pedro. And that was it. You know, we get three humans, a a droid, 
Baby Yoda and some monsters. It's it's pretty incredible that they can tell these great stories. Um, you know, for an underground location, they made Mandalore look great. Um, you know, I think we've we've had the conversation that it just it this season looks. It's only been two episodes, but they're doing something right. It, it looks a lot better. Um, yeah, so I, I was very better. happy, and you know, I wanted to. I want to see. I didn't think that he would make it to the the spring or the waters this early. Um, so yeah. I'm curious as to where they go from there. The one thing I wanted Bo-Katan when, when he said, I'm in your debt, shit, all you have to do is not go back to those, uh, that cultist, cultist right. souls. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Give what it up. The, and, and, and take off your like outfit before you go in the water. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, come on. How is it going to really hit you if you're wearing all that Beskar? Are you going to really be? Well, the rest enriched? of it, soft goods, you know the the that's one of the benefits of like the mandalorian armor and the biker scout when it comes to like costuming is the you've got the plates right. and then the rest of it soft so like you can actually sit down for example but uh right. so you're so, saying yeah. it seeped through eric is that what you're correct. saying correct okay yes. well yeah. but now the one thing i would say the argument for taking off the armor before you get in the water is it's going to make you drop like a ton of bricks and yeah and it did yes it did it sure did. Where is this thing? Hey, Boo, you know what was cool was I got home from work today, and your mom's sitting there with Malik, and they're watching uh, They're watching Andor. And Malik's like, <laughs> right when I get in, he's like, I told her, Mando, not Andor, Mando. Oh, but she put on Andor. Awesome. <laughs> and so they're watching Andor. But then your mom goes, yeah, that we watched something, and it was really cool because the uh, – the little baby thing, the Grogu, and, and another person kept going down. They kept going down, kept going down, and there was a female. I said, you watched the new episode? She's like, yeah, it was pretty interesting. It's like, wow, <laughs> your mom was like watching the last episode of Mando and then oh. turned it on to Andor for uh, Malik. So. Oh, what did, cool. what, what did she call the baby? Because she, she calls him uh, like Baby Joda. So it's not Yoda. Yeah, Baby, baby Joda. Yeah. It's yeah, Baby, baby Joda. Joda. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. cute. That's super cute. It. That's funny. Yeah, she was into it. She was into it, and and then she watched the previous episode when I got home, and a little the the Babu Fricks. And oh, yeah. She loved the little Babu Fricks. Yeah. <laughs> Those things are the best, dude. They are. They're, they're, they're universally the liked. There's no way you cannot like them, even if they give yeah. you bad news. No, I can't fix it. Like, oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I can't it. fix. Yeah. He's like, you're not your friend no more. <laughs> bad baby. <laughs> Bad baby. No bad baby. No squeezy, bad baby. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, you get part I fix. Yeah. Oh, man. What'd you think, Boo, about it, this episode? Oh, yeah. Uh, it was a good episode. You know, I, I kind of wish I kind of wish that beforehand they, because I, I watched the episode when I got home, you know, bright daylight when I got home from work. I kind of wish that they would give you a warning and be like, kind of watch in the dark. The episode's yeah. dark. You know, some people yeah. are complaining about it being too dark. I could see that. I don't mind it that much. I just wish I got a warning. Be like, close the blinds. Do yourself a favor right. beforehand. Close the blinds, and you'll be fine. You know, don't don't yeah, turn on the dark. don't turn on the living room light because you ain't gonna see shit. So yeah, so <laughs> that's the only complaint I have with stuff like people are like, oh, I hate it. I'm like, I get it. I I, I get it. Creates an ambiance. It's scary. It's you know desolate. Whatever. It's it's a fucking mine. 
what do you, do you expect there to be bright light in a <laughs> exactly. mine? They're like, going down underground, people. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, the, the place is barren and it's a mine. It's going to be dark. But moving on, whatever. What's the uh, uh, what's the uh, consensus out in the Twitter land? Are people not liking it? Are people talking shit on it? Like I don't I don't check anymore those things. The, the only negative I've seen is is the darkness. But besides that, I, I think it's been fine. I think people oh, okay. like it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Our, our YouTube comments are very positive. Mm-hmm. The kid's cute. I want him to talk. I want him to actually speak instead he's of just kinda, babble. I'm he's like, come on. More of that. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah, him just flying around and doing four shit is adorable <coughs> to see. It's always a surprise. I was like, oh, shit, look at him flip around. Do you guys think he's going to get at the level of Attack of the Clones Yoda against Dooku? Just like that crazy-ass flippity-flips and Screech spins it. and shit? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's never he won't have the training to get to that level, but, I mean, I can I can see it happening, something like that happening, because he's progressing pretty, pretty quickly. Pretty I mean, quickly. yeah. He can gain better mastery of the force and mm-hmm. utilize that to augment his Mandalorian training. Because he's going to get it's true. Because right he's, in. you're right, Les. He's so. going to be a Mandalorian. He's not going to be a Jedi. He's made that decision. Yeah. So, or yeah. whatever he his affiliation with Din becomes, yeah. whether it is right. whether the cult accepts Grogu as a Mandalorian, also a foundling. So, it could, oh, I, that I, could I, end up being a factor. Later on in the season, or at some point, right? It's like, ah, oh, you're a Mandalorian, but he's not. You know, mm. I I think that'll go over smoothly. I think I uh, they seem accepting. Do you One really of my favorite so? aspects? Yeah, well, I think well, they need help, bro. They're picking yeah, exactly. a jabroni. Uh, they picked last week. He's a little kid. Yeah. He's like, come on, come on. <laughs> oh, get the fuck out of here, man! What? One of my they favorite need aspects is that he's he's more of a dad now. He's fully mm-hmm. bought into this is my son. Yes. Everybody sees Grogu as that's your child. You know, did you think your dad was the only Mandalorian? I was like, that's awesome. Be like, it's you know, there are it's a fucking father son, you know, duo kind of thing. It's mm-hmm. just adorable to see. And you know, he's teaching yeah. him. He's like, you see this? Yeah, he you seems you like gotta, he's teaching him. You got to yeah, but the, the thing with this is where Bo-Katan lives, and that's where yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, but, and he's telling him like Mandalorians know where they're going. They're always know where they're at. Like he's like he's, trying to he's teach gonna him. make him a Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. I guess I agree. The the, the yeah. armorer will they will um, tolerate Grogu, but not fully accept Grogu. I think oh, it fuck be the a, armor. I, that's all I'm saying. I think he that, might leave the cult. That's why. Yeah, I I, right. I agree. Ah. I think that he will separate from them, or he will become their leader. It's going to be something along those lines, I think. I don't know what else he can do. So, hey, real quick here. And now here here comes the circuitous nature of Star Wars interviewing, okay? (laughs) And this was, let's see, what was the date of this? This was about a week ago, all right? That in the YouTube channel Sky Talkers, there's a roundtable interview, uh, Filoni and Favreau. Okay, now here's what Favreau said, and this is a quote. Grogu is definitely somebody who has spent time in both worlds. We know that he started off earlier in the Jedi Temple. We've seen Flap. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And we know he's been rescued and spent many years with the Mandalorian, went back with Luke. Now we've been two years apart there training. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is that as he chooses to return to his friend, the Mandalorian, he's developed an attachment, so on and so on. So I'll read that again. Yeah, read that again. Went back to Luke. 
Now we've been two years apart there training. That's what it says. And so then in an interview mm. with Variety, he's like, what? I didn't say that. Maybe I said this. And so now he's like, uh, oh, what is he saying now? Okay. So this is, I'm taking this from, let's see, interview with Variety. Okay. He says, uh, that the gap in time goes hand in hand with the real time gap that we've experienced with it. The producer stated that Grogu and Din Djarin reunited about a year ago and the total time that has passed since seasons two and three is between zero and two years. That's a quote. Oh so backpedal, 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 backpedal. It's like, come on, man. You should just sh don't you, you don't even need to say anything. George Lucas let us hang on what the Clone Wars were about for 30 friggin' years. <laughs> you know? I yeah, you didn't have to say anything. But yeah, I I love the the skating it back. So he go let's see. Zero I to he says, 25. I don't know if I said many years. It's probably about the real time that we've experienced it. So it was the end of season two when they said goodbye. We checked in in the book of Boba Fett about a year ago when they parted company again. And then he rejoined the Mandalorian. So now I think somewhere in there, more than one and less than, you know, somewhere between zero and two years. <laughs> well, that'll. So what? I, okay, yeah. Uh, so here's what I find interesting: is he acts like the time that the Mandalorian stopped to check in with Grogu, and then he went away, and then the time he shows up in the X-wing, whenever he's there helping Boba Fett, was apparently some large gap. And I suppose that very well could be true. However, so what he's saying right there is about a year between the time he left with Luke and the time that the Mandalorian came and caught up with Grogu on whatever planet that was with the Lincoln Log robots. And if that, it still took a year for Luke to get to, do you remember, did people talk with the verb first? And the subject second, where you're from, it took a year to get to that. My God, I mean, geez, it's no wonder he couldn't seal the deal with his own sister before Han swooped in. That's his, Amen. Oh, man. That's his game. Damn. Hey, but maybe he was teaching him all those flippity flips that he can do now. You know what I mean? It takes a while. He's a little kid. You know? Yeah. It took me a real he was long, meditating. took me a real long time to teach my kids how to jump. <laughs> all i did was dangle something they wanted my love and acceptance above them <laughs> oh, that's parenting there you go yeah. there you go anyway what do you think about that we haven't got randy's take what'd you think uh about the episode uh visually i thought it was great like there's so many cool like exposition like shots like wide shots and then it's like this cool combination that's really fun to watch where it's like these really wide landscape shots and these really close like personal shots it, it's just it's a fun episode like to co compartmentalize like in your head yeah yeah i thought so too and i know less you you enjoyed it i mean we enjoyed watching it last night that's for sure yeah it was great uh all of it was great again grogu grogu having to step up grogu just you know like with the baby face and still like getting the job done you know like Din gets in trouble, 
Grogu proves his loyalty. Grogu proves, you know, how far he can, how much he can do in his little tiny body. So still, that was what was cool to me. Um, and then I guess apparently just a bunch of Mandalorian lore. Like, so mm-hmm. so we got, it, now we understand. I li- went through the comments. It's a mythosaur. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just thought it was just a big. Now for the people, but... the mythosaur is what we, is that the, what we see Boba Fett for the very first time in the Christmas special. Is he riding a mythosaur there? No, I no? think that's just some dinosaur that he's on. No, that's not a mythosaur. Mm-mm. Well, we've never seen the mythosaur the, anywhere. No, not not oh, like that. So cool. the maybe okay. in comics, maybe I don't know because I'm not that keen to that whole thing. But you know, that's what their symbol, uh, their signet yeah. is. Yeah, is the mythosaur. Yeah. And it doesn't uh, look like that. Yeah, seeing it in real life and the fact that it's jai. Normous. Normous. Yeah. yeah. That was cool. Yeah. That the one from the Christmas special gets he re- refers to that one in, in Boba Fett does in the book of Boba Fett when he sees um the Rancor and he's uh, like, I want to write it. And he's like, I've written on way bigger things than this. And <laughs> he's referring to that Christmas special dinosaur, correct? Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's that's pretty cool if he is. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's neat. Yeah. But anyway, that's all I got, man. I don't know if there was anything else. No, that's, uh, that was awesome. Yeah. I I can't wait to see where this goes. It's going to be a fun season. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. And it seemed like they're pretty lighthearted and they're having a good time with it and they're not taking things too seriously just yet, which is kind of cool. But you're right. Les, I, I love the Mandalorian lore stuff. It was really cool. It's cool to have that. Oh, and, and uh, Bo-Katan picking up the Darksaber and tearing people up. Dude, just Yeah. I'm glad yeah, you said that. We, yeah. Because, you know, Din Jarn is terrible with it. Yes. Yeah, it's one of the things when they try to train him, it's like you're not connecting to this Mm-mm. with the Force at all. And, like, I mean, it actually, he acts like it weighs 10,000 pounds, and it, all, right. it pulls him off balance yeah. when he swings it. But then Bo-Katan picks it up, and it feels right at home. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I was sort of hoping that when she picked it up and did the whole thing, that it, it. Would, would be this whole thing where she earned it. Yes. Mm-hmm. She yes. had to take it and use it to save him, and she's earned it instead of having she, to earn He it. doesn't want it. Right. Mm-mm. Yeah. He doesn't want it. And uh, somebody did mention that he, they saw him pick it Put yeah, it back. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he yeah, laid all his sure. stuff out and cleaned it. Yeah. After, right, right, yeah. right. But yeah, that was that was really cool because she just came in there and just cleaned up. She's a badass, dude. Just, she's just, just a badass. Yeah, clutch moments cool. there, and you know it was just awesome to see it. Uh, poor whatever those land of the lost, an homage <laughs> to the land of the lost. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh yeah, those sleesacks. Yeah, just it just felt like it. I'm like, oh, back to the childhood. It's all good. She rocked their sacks off. You ready for some boo bits? I'm ready to leave now. <laughs> I try to throw it underneath. But you guys are. Bits, it better be bits. Oh, yeah, it's bits, Mike. It's bits, I tell you. Uh-huh. It's bits. It's bits. Uh, I just kibbled my bits. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, on that note, um, we talked earlier about Jonathan Majors. Uh, Owning the top two spots uh, in the box office, uh, which is great for him. Something else is pretty good for him. We talked earlier about the 48 Hours in Vegas movie about Dennis Rodman, 
during uh, during the playoffs for the Bulls. He took a yeah a sabbatical, if you will, and went to Vegas. Mm-hmm. And uh, all the festivities and the uh, debauchery that he did there. So Jonathan Majors is going to play Dennis Rodman. Oh wow! In that movie, very yeah. cool. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. I was like, that sounds awesome. That looks pretty. Yeah. And I was like, it's an it, it's an interesting concept. You know, the uh, get him to the Greek kind of thing. Um, yeah. So it right. should be something that, that uh, really cool to see for real. Um, something else that's uh, very cool. Uh, the Daredevil Born Again show. You know the yes. the MCU is, uh, you know, pulling things or, or they pulled everything off of Netflix, and now that they have it, and they're going to start doing other stuff with it. Um, that is that that's already begun filming, I believe. And uh, recently, John Bernthal said that he's going to reprise his yes. uh, his Punisher character. Hell uh, which yes, is dude. awesome. Uh, Kristen Ritter, yeah, that is, that is a definite level up. Uh, Kristen Ritter is also going to return for six no. episodes. It says, which is, I found it interesting that it's as exactly Jessica Jones. Six. Yeah, wait, Jessica Jones. wait, wait, six episodes in Daredevil or aside in Daredevil. Oh, that's Daredevil. even better. Yeah. Oh, um. Man. Yeah. So that's pretty bitching. I love her. She's and awesome. then they're they're going to be they're going to end up being part of like. The Avengers movies too, right? They Isn't that what Feige how could, said? How could they not? Yeah. How could they not? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's gonna be so rad, dude. Cool. What's up with Luke awesome. Cage, though, man? Yeah. yeah. What's up with Luke Cage? Please. Luke Cage is badass. Like, they should keep Luke Luke Cage and drop Iron Fist off a cliff. Who? Yeah. <laughs> Who's that? Not, Who's that? Not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. Mm-mm. Danny Rand, bitch. I'm, I'm Danny Rand. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the immortal Iron Rand? Fist. Yeah. <laughs> um, and do you guys do you guys remember uh in the Daredevil show, uh Foggy Nelson and mm. Karen Page, those two characters? Mm-hmm. Really cool, great. They're not gonna be they're not gonna reprise right. their roles. They're gone. <laughs> Can't have it all. Wow. Can't have it all. Yeah, no. Foggy's doing another Mighty Ducks movie. I hope they they announced it the way you just did right now. I just remember. I was really just like you guys like those characters, right? They're really cool. They're gone. They're dead. Yeah, moving on. Yeah. Hey, can you uh, can you do uh, go back and do it again for a second? No, no, I can't. Damn it! That's not how rewind works. Yeah, (laughs) definitely not that fast. Like a pick and roll move. Come on, man. You gotta. Yeah, man. Yeah. Because I want I wanted to bust this roll out. Oh, it would have been perfect, but you ruined it. You got to be ready for it. Come on. Soundboard. You're right. Give Boo a second. I love you. Fuck off. (laughs) That's that's what they said about That's my favorite. That's my favorite fucking quote. Uh, Oh, it's the best. It's just the best. And she's so in love. I love you. Fuck off. And then the (laughs) way he's looking at her, he's like, Fuck off. Fuck yeah. off. <laughs> That's the best. Oh, and he's, and man. completely off guard. You know you're watching Family Guy, but you're not ready yeah. for that. You know. No, no, no. It's so oh, good. It is. Um, <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> uh, it looks like uh, uh, Loki is going to release um, July of this year. Which is pretty cool. Oh, okay. That'll, that'll be uh, exactly when. Not sure, but don't don't uh, hold your breath. There might be a 
it might be a delay you know there's that happens on a regular yeah, basis right right yeah so um i have another show that's coming out god damn it too much stuff I thought it's. I could have sworn I had something else. I don't, oh, and then Ironheart. That's right. Looks like Ironheart's going to oh, release spring okay. of 2024. That got delayed and wow. pushed back. Um, yeah, like I heard reshuffling. That. Yeah. And then. Yeah, they reshuffled all kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah, they did. And I think that's almost it that i have all, all your bits. All your oh bits. wait, no. And then I, I have I have one last one. One that I thought was bullshit. When I read it, I was like, this is stupid, and I ignored it, and then I continued seeing it, and I was like, oh, all right, cool. Okay. Um, so <laughs> it's a, a new report says that Disney might trade its stake in Hulu. Oh, I saw that. I the saw actual that. streaming there, because yes. I think they own 50, or, or the, 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 they have mm. the controlling stake of Hulu, whatever, over 50. They have, uh, they have yeah, 66%. Sure, you yeah, have a lot. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, so so they control Hulu essentially. They mm. might trade it to Comcast, which owns Universal, which mm. owns the theatrical rights for The Incredible Hulk, and and something else. It was a package deal. Boo. Yes, it was, a, it was it was a two bit uh, character that I've never heard of. What was the other? When I first saw it, and I thought it was bullshit. It had the other character, but now I can't yeah. remember who the other character was. Yeah, yeah. Somebody else. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Arash. Yeah. Someone else. Yeah. So they might swap the controlling stake for Hulu for the theatrical rights for the Hulk and another character. This made me think of like a sports analogy of like, all right, I want Michael Jordan and I'll trade you, you know, Phil Jackson. And I'll trade you a coach for an app for a player. Yeah. Kind of thing. Or, you know, I'll trade you a portion of my of my organization for this player. And I was like, wait a minute. This is. It's very interesting. Stupid. Oh, but I they, saw more oh. and more of it, and I was like, "Holy shit, this might be real." So, yeah, I believe they own character? um Howard the Duck as well. <laughs> yes. Howard the du- oh, Namor. Namor. It was Namor. It wasn't a bullshit character. It was Namor. I'm sorry. Namor. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait. Don't, to, to get Namor. Don't, don't get mad at me. To, make to get Namor's own, rights to do a movie. Solo, solo movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He can yeah. only be in. Oh, uh, he can only be in team. Can't be name or the movie. It. Can't be whole. Well, just like movie. just like the they Hulk. have to just do like that. The they got to make the move. They got to make the move. You can't introduce a character. I mean, that's a lot. That's with a lot the representation up, though, impact of Namor, and just like not be able to get a solo movie. That that's a, that's another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's another. I wonder how much money sixty six percent of Hulu generates. And well, is it Hulu? Is it worth it for them? Hulu is U.S. only. Every, oh, everywhere mm. else in the world, interesting, Disney's interesting. like ABC content, uh, the TV, mm. other movies. That's all on. It, it used to be called Star, but then it became it became Disney Plus. Mm. So they had the okay. network for it everywhere else. So it's it's essentially trading the Hulu network. You're not trading that content because once that. Um, once the rights to those shows are up on Hulu, I guarantee Disney is going to bring those shows over to Disney Plus. They're going to find yeah, in the right. U.S. Mm-hmm. So it's a so US how much are you really network. losing? Yeah, so it's not like you're trading away the library and everything else mm. for you're two characters. Like but but you are access to the brand recognition. 
essentially. Right, but, but well, you're, tr- yeah. you're trading your profits away because they're getting 66% of the profits that, that aren't theirs. Well, Meaning, yeah, but think the handmade, the Handmaid's the Tale is not a Disney product, but they're making money off Handmaid's Maid's Tale right now. Yeah, that's right. True. Yeah, but you'll make the money off of Namor movies. Well, well, you we don't yeah, know, dude. More... Look, I remember. Time out. I remember we're all sitting at Brewery X. And you guys laughed at me because I was so wrong with Avatar. We're talking about Ant Man and Quantumania, and all of you said, and I haven't brought this up, but that movie is going to make a billion dollars worldwide. And I was like, I don't know, well, but I'm not going to say it. I don't think yeah. I said that, dude. Oh, yeah, you did. You were Maybe all there. How, how, high yes. how high are your lips? <laughs> yeah, my, my, uh, yeah. I said it, and you guys are like, no, th- this thing. Yeah, you were in the restroom. Yeah, of course. When, I, when I'm right for once. Doesn't happen <laughs> okay. a lot. Doesn't happen a lot. I don't think a Namor movie is going to make a billion dollars, right? I, I just want to know what the <sighs> Hulk movie would. But uh, I don't think a Namor of movie. Namor that is out. Maybe not a billion, but he would make their money for sure. They, it, it, it's, it's worth the, it's worth the trade. It's worth right. the trade. Oh, Either it's, way, it's, I mean, it's definitely ahead. worth the trade. Yeah, it, the, I see. Does does Comcast or, or Universal Hulu. have their own streaming service or their own Peacock? Oh well. I think you take no, the deal with Sony thought, and say we want Spider-Man back. Here's who. Yes, exactly. Because that's, ah, that's a trade, though. See, that's 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 Sony tough. wouldn't that's, do it. Sony they, wouldn't. There's do no that. way that's, they would do that. They would never do it. No, they'd they would. sink oh. as a company. Yeah. It makes worse than it, that thing so tightly. Oh yeah, yeah. Spider-Man is going nowhere, dude. No, Disney would just be just just assumed to just absorb Sony in general to get Spider-Man and just be like, screw it, we'll just take the whole thing. Let's go. Like like. Like, the only platform. reason I could see Universal wanting to hold on to it is if they were expecting the value of those two characters to go up in the future because they have no intention of doing anything with them. But they have like these like really nice chips in their <laughs> in their deck. So like the only reason they wouldn't do it is if like I think this is going to be worth more later on. Well, Hulu makes $10 billion a year. They have 100 million subscribers. So you're taking mm-hmm. 66% of that $10 billion. So you got to be damn sure that that can generate you that much money well, every single year. Assuming that they're getting rid of offloading all 66% of their shares. To get rid, they would only need to get That's rid of what the article 17%. said, correct? Boo? No, no, no. It would be the entire, they would, they would sell the entire shares, right? That's what I read. I'm, I'm not sure. They they said that they would trade their their controlling portion. Yeah, the controlling, controlling portion, portion would be seventeen percent. Oh, yeah, that's just to drop it down to forty nine. But I, but yeah. but, but why but would why more, would the Universal do that? Like no, because because uh, I, I forgot who said it, but some somebody said that they're not doing anything with it. It's just right. sitting there, so might as well right. sell it and just it makes some money off of it, and then get a portion of that that uh, ten billion dollars. Also, uh, I think Hulu as a as a as an entity almost has a shelf life. So I think I think Disney sees this as like let me get the money for it now before mm-hmm. it starts to dwindle and die. Because you you have YouTube TV that does you know their own TV. You know Hulu's been saying we have TV, we have TV. I don't think anybody cares because there's mm-hmm. other other streaming services and you know you have other channels that have there are other streaming services that have their own content and Hulu has some good stuff, but anything mm-hmm. really to write home about, not much. 
So I, I think Disney might be seeing this. Let me sell high, get what I really want, ship it off. You have it. You deal with it. Plus, Disney has been making a real big push to limit their costs because they need mm-hmm. to make money. That's Bobby I's job right now. Coming in as CEO, he needs to cut costs fast and make Disney uh, Disney Plus profitable. So I think yeah, but what I'm what I'm saying is, would this thing make it profitable in the next ten years? It would cut costs very quickly, right off the bat, fast. You you get those off the books. Well, wait, time out. How would it cost? Get what off the books? You 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 get rid of rid of managing Hulu. Uh, managing Hulu is costing them more than ten billion a year. I, not not more, but it is a cost. Or six billion a year, or whatever they're making. They're, the, Hulu makes them ten makes the organization ten billion dollars a year, right? You so you're talking in three years, they're making thirty billion dollars off of Hulu. They get a cut right? of that, yeah. So that's sixty six percent of that they're mm-hmm. making. So I, you can't tell me that a Namor Namor movie is going to make thirty billion dollars or anywhere near twenty billion dollars in the next three four years, or I mean, or like, even a Hulk well, movie. That's that like no movie is going to make that be, much. That's what, that's what <laughs> I'm saying. Like it could do like twenty five billion, maybe. <laughs> I'm never going to predict no, it's an actually because like it's a <laughs> so yeah, movie. Is that well, a billion <laughs> now, I mean, I'm never going to. Here's the thing, though. Just because the thing is generating that much revenue doesn't mean that the cost to operate it aren't mm-hmm. sky high, right? Mm-hmm. Disney uh, Plus makes right. a boatload of money, and it makes zero money for Disney. It brings in a boatload of money. Yeah. yeah, that is what you're saying, right? Yeah. It brings yeah. in a boatload of money, but ultimately, as far as being a profitable cash cow. That yeah. that I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this all yeah, I'm saying Disney is for stuff. them to give up that to get the Hulk back and all that goes with the Hulk and to get Namor also. That eases a little bit more for the Fantastic Four and stuff like that. That just long term, it's better for Disney to be able to tell if, stories if, and make. But can't they use the Hulk in a Fantastic Four film? Yeah, it, it well, just sure they can. Yeah, movie. but. It has to be a Fantastic you, Four and the there's Hulk. there's a direction they more yeah. than likely want to take the Hulk and they can't do it in a stand they need a standalone film they need a standalone or movie. series to do so it's just that simple like if they if they want to give us all the multiple personalities the Joe Fixits the uh, the Savage Hulk you know Immortal Hulk there's all types World Breaker they're talking about World War Hulk there's they gave us this Are they not allowed to do any of that shit? Like they can't call know, it World War Hulk. They, they nope. could do it, but it would it still has to be some type of team up or mm-hmm. center. But if they want to do what they, you know, to take it in that direction, you need yeah. the, you need full control. You need full It's so interesting to see what they think a character is worth. What is Hulk? What is Hulk worth money-wise to them? So you can get you can get they can do they can't even do the Maestro Hulk in which he basically just rules the world and nobody can well, can't do any hulk right evidently like at this point i would say like if they if universal won't go for that deal like just give them the 66% of the shares if they take iron fist off their hands yes now that's a trade well, iron fist hey, you that take is the, the yeah, like you can have hulu if you take iron fist just take you can it have all my shares see now that would be worth it yeah that yeah. would be worth it all right why do I care? It's not my money. I'm just yeah, fucking. Exactly. What the fuck? I don't really give a shit. I do. I don't think a Namor movie will make that much money, though. No, a Namor movie will not make thirty make billion dollars. No. No, no. I don't think a Namor movie will make five hundred million dollars. Ooh. Ooh. If wow. Ant Man can't do it, 
with well, with everything. No, I, I it uh, won't. Okay. It just no. won't. Look, this phase of Marvel mm. hasn't made a ton of money, unless you count Spider Man. But this it hasn't is, made a ton this of money. Would be the first like Mexican superhero movie. It would have an impact. It would have. Oh no, I'm, it would a have an high impact. Level I just impact. don't see it. It would push oh. five hundred mil would happen instantly. It, it, mm. Come on, oh. yeah, that's well. that. That would automatically go down. No way. Come it didn't on, happen God. instantly for Black Panther, for this one with him in it. Well, what happened in the first one? We're just talking about a, the first movie. Like what? I don't. But he's already been. He's already giving yeah. it the credit that it just might pull. Like Panther yeah. was in Civil War. Invest, get on Robin Hood. And, yeah, like, no, he was. Black Panther's a bigger this. character than he is. He's always been. With the general public, we're not talking about you guys. You guys will go see it either Only way. In the last I'm talking about. Years. What do you mean, you guys? Yeah, you comic nerds. Just kidding. Just kidding. I'm, I'm just saying that you uh, need to appeal to the general public, not the people that do podcasts and live and die with this stuff like we do. We have to appeal more... to people loving Grogu making baby noises, right? So I mean, that's you're what... try, are you trying to say that every black person that went and saw Black Panther knew Black Panther? Mm-hmm. No. And help no. push it? They're like, yeah, man, we all no, got no, no, Black no. Panther comics. Well, no, no, no. you don't think not... Latin people who get a Namor movie, you're going to be like, hell fucking yeah, let's just go see this shit. Yeah, they will, I guess. They're... They will. I mean, I went and saw Aladdin, I guess. I guess you're right. <laughs> yeah, but you did that because you were very <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Well, that's yeah. what Les is saying. It's well, all they, there. Don't they send you right. a free ticket for that? I, I did oh, the live action oh, Aladdin. Wow. For Aladdin? Yeah. Yeah, well, of course. <laughs> I was I was in it. You didn't see me. I was one of the people in the bazaar. Nice. Oh, jeez. Yeah. One of the bazaar people, more like it. I'm so bizarre. Yeah. How bizarre. How bizarre. I don't know, man. I'm just saying. I thought I didn't think Ant-Man was going to make a lot of money, and it didn't, and it's not. But I also didn't think Avatar was going to make shit, and look what happened to me there. So Three, as far as movies, yeah. Right, one of the greatest... Films, uh, money making wise in history. Have you seen? Have you seen Avatar yet, Raj? No. <laughs> oh. And a uh, March twenty eighth, it comes out on digital. Mm-hmm. So if you want to pay to see it uh, at home, you can on the. 20th. Is it ever going to be on Disney Plus? Yeah, eventually, eventually. But James I'm Cameron wants to wants to make it the number two movie, so he needs to, he needs to put it on digital first. No. You know what I'm going to do when um, it comes on Disney Plus? I'm going to I'm going to say Fuck this. You, Jim. And I'm gonna get rid of my Disney Plus. Nice. Wow, that's committed. And what I'm gonna do? Going to Hulu. I'm gonna give them a, <laughs> a dying medium. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. yeah. Nice. These are all Hulu haters. <laughs> Praise be. No, we're not. Praise be. Like, how are you gonna watch Hulu alone? So ride or die about Hulu. That is true. How am I gonna watch alone? So they buy pace. How am I gonna? How, how are you gonna watch alone, boo? That is true. I got seven more exactly. seasons to go. How am I going to? Six more gonna, seasons to go. Shit. Don't I'm going to watch Handmaid's yet. Tale, man. Right. Exactly. Let me finish well, we're living show, in Handmaid's Tale. You want. If you really yeah. want to go there. Right. <laughs> we are living in Handmaid's Tale. So. Uh, I could give a shit about it. Hulu. I sort of got to give a fuck about any of this. I just want to cause a debate. This is what we do. This is what That's we do. Neymar movie will probably make 10 billion bucks. What do I fucking know? He got little feathers on his feet. Whatever. Let's go. Mad. What? Let's go. 84. I'm not hating. I liked him. He was cool. 
the movie was he, shit, he though. He just downplayed Namor by saying he has feathers on his feet. Uh, he does, little... Whatever. Yeah, man, <laughs> wings. Yeah, man. Wow. He, got, he got his ass beat. Yes, he did. He got, uh, yes, he, he did. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. All right, guys. <laughs> we debated oh, yeah, this. boo. Is that it? Was that it? I got one more. Well, return oh, to the no, king. Oh, good. Good. Eating return today. to the oh, king. No, you had another one? No, you no. You had no. one in the yeah. back pocket this whole no, time. I do. Because this what will I get care lost. About Hulu. Yeah, this will get lost in the shuffle. I, I know it will. So we'll <sighs> spit it out. Lord of the Rings Return to the King is going to return to theaters in April with a four hour and 11 minute extended version. <laughs> so enjoy, folks, because that's a long fucking time. I am so glad you brought that up because I oh, read. Christ. I read about Avatar that that mother effer is putting out an extra three hours. It's six hours long now. Say what? Yeah. He said it would have been nine, but they wouldn't let him do the visual effects for all nine hours. So they six hours version on digital. Stop it. Yeah. Dude, if that version of Avatar that just came out is the tight version. I yeah. do not want to see what a six hour version is, dude. I will gouge my eyes out before I watch that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Now, who's hating on that Avatar now? I, like, it's the six it's hour three hours, it's too that long. That guy. <laughs> I wanna know why they while they put while why will they put out like a six hour version of Avatar, but we won't get all the, the extras from Rogue One. Yep. Thank you. Force Awakens and Rise of Skywalker, and right? All the Star Wars, because Star Wars is stuck chance. up its own ass. That's true. Can we trade that's like? Yeah, that's it. Star Wars could use like Filoni to Universal for something. That'd be cool. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Well, thank you, Boo. Appreciate it. Thank you for starting controversy as you do. Yeah, <laughs> all the time. That's my job. Just throw let, fire. Yeah, here's a knife. Let, Do something let, with the knife. Yeah. Let, less is a Hulu hater. Whatever. H. I'm not a eight Hulu squared. hater, man. You're eight squared, bro. Eight, eight squared. squared. Eight squared. <laughs> eight squared. Okay. Well, we're going to end the night, obviously, with. Uh... I don't even think I need this sound effect. Actually, no, you don't. You got someone right here. Just... I'm gonna turn the sound effect off because you know why? Because Eric. And Randy, you know how to play it? Eric, can you can you play this while we're talking about this? No, I've, I've been sitting long. over here practicing and I forgot I didn't have the mic muted at one time. So here's yeah, what no, I, I got, that, man. But it was, it was really nice. Let me turn this one off. Go ahead. Hang on. I got lost in it. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. No, it's all right. I got lost in you. Lost in us. Whoa. Lost in us. That would be cool. There you go. All right. Is it A? Yeah. A again. And then back to E. U. Nice. Beautiful. All right. Guys. Thank you, Eric. That was really nice. So, anyway. Yeah, sorry. I nailed it like 10 times in a row. And then you're like, play it. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> no, that's how it works. It's, it's amazing. All right. So episode eight. Uh, this is Ezra. This like is us. Call it the pan ultimate. The pan ultimate, guys. Yeah. 
the what? We're, yeah, the we're pan the pan ultimate. Pan ultimate. It's, it's a new I'm pizza. Never let that pizza. one out. It's a deep dish <laughs> pizza. Oh, deep dish pan <laughs> ultimate. It's called the pan ultimate. Um. All right. So, ah, Randy, Randy, Randy. Yeah. <laughs> Pardon my French, but you're an asshole. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> this was an interesting one, man. Um, yes, it was. Let's. Uh, Very emotional on it. I want to start with. Uh, let's start with less. Less. Oh. I'm not even gonna describe what happened. It'll just describe what you liked about the episode. What you good thing the show isn't on Hulu. Shit. Let <laughs> less one watch it. I'd watch it. I use Hulu. I use it. <laughs> but I want my Hulk. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> You'd gladly <laughs> trade, yeah. You could have my arm. Just, just take it. Just. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, I just, I, I, uh, I liked, I loved, pretty much everything about the episode. I just couldn't, and it's not a, it's not a deal breaker for me. But Joel's severely injured. This is mm-hmm. the apocalypse even medicine is not potent enough. You got to expect that it's not as potent as it should be. So I understand though that we needed this moment. We only have one more episode. So I get that part. It just kind of, it just bugged me a little bit, you know, just a tad. But other than that, uh, Ellie really, really being, trying to do her best, you know, she, uh, went hunting you know she tried to she worked out a deal let her guard down just enough uh then you know we see that these this group of people are struggling and you know they're forced to do things like you know cannibalism which is more than likely what would happen in some type of very 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 bad 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 yeah someone has like a fat Fatty liver, like yeah. you just gotta oh, go yeah. for it, man. We got you, man. We'll protect you until we, you know, we're the last crew standing. Buddy, dude, I'd be, here. I would have been dead in three minutes of this apocalypse. Bro. My shit's. Oh already, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was mentioning to a coworker. I'm like, I'm a fungus. I said, I'm like, I think like, for it to be the way it's supposed to be, about ninety percent of us have to die, which is a oh, lot yeah. of people. Oh, for sure. I'm just dead. dying yeah. either in the initial wave. Then that second and third wave, then the wave where everybody starts killing each other. Then it's like the war wave where people start nuking each other. Like it's gonna get roughed. <laughs> like we're not oh, yeah. gonna be. I won't be there. A lot of us won't be hanging out. So, uh, oh, that's but yeah, I I just liked most. I'm, I liked most of the episode, and I liked how mm. Joe had to, Joel had to turn it on. But I kind of was like, it shouldn't be happening. He should be. He was on the verge of death. But you know, mm-hmm. motivation gets you, and just enough. Right. Sometimes you people do some crazy yeah. shit. Yeah, so. but yeah, it is. You do have to suspend your disbelief a little bit. Plus, at towards mm-hmm. the end, like when, uh, like the main like resort restaurant is burning down. Like, well, where are the rest of the people? Everyone just bailed. Like yeah. this was a this is a full city. I mean, not that this like really, but when you think about it, you're like, eh, it could have been a little tighter. But it I really just, was like about beat for beat for from the game it's like it's mm-hmm. like a like listening to a cover song uh of that you really like from another band like it's the same thing but it's just uh done with a uh, slightly different like accents yeah. here and there hmm. that's interesting so 
one thing that I, because I thought about that, where are all the people? Mm-hmm. And the the thing is, David ruled that town. With, that was his name, right? The yeah. the preacher guy. Yeah. With this level of fear and like um, iron fistedness, and his his brave people left with him and didn't come back. You know, right. by this point, between uh, Joel and Ellie, the only one left was David, and mm-hmm. so that's why I'm imagining why aren't these people coming out? It's because they're petrified. Because yeah. this this interloper who's come in represents everything that they've feared, and the and the only person who had the power to give them direction and call them to arms was the very guy who was dead now in there. Yeah. And so without his him being there to lead them, they're paralyzed. And I think that ultimately what would happen in that situation, for as far gone as those people were, relying on him and everybody sitting there when he slapped that girl in the mouth Mm -hmm. and knocked her to the floor and then, you know, helped her up because that's what you do. You discipline them sternly and then show them love. I mean, that guy, the actor portrayed the part so well Mm -hmm. and the way they started out with him. He seems like this nice guy who's so level headed and is like, look, I get why you feel like you do. Right. We're going to sit here and we're going to work this out, even though we could probably do the old switcheroo and kill you right now and take mm-hmm. your deer. And that'd be the end of that. You know, you had this whole other story playing out where the guy Joel killed in the episode before was the the dad that they were talking about in this thing. And the fact that David turns into where he's trying to get a 15 year old wife out of the deal or however old Ellie's supposed to be was so gross and watching trigger warning people. Yeah. Seriously. That's a trigger warning here that I did not like if, if, but I mean, it was for the character. Interesting thing. Like where they layer, like he starts off as being a believably likable character and slowly they layer on all these things that make Mm -hmm. him worse and worse. He starts off nice. And then you find out, I thought he was great. he He has a vendetta. Mm-hmm. And then you find out that he's potentially a cannibal. Then you find yeah. out that he's using his religion as a device to control these people. Mm-hmm. He doesn't mm-hmm. actually believe in anything he's talking about. Then right. you find out he's he's a pedophile. Like mm-hmm. pedophile. Yeah, like it's just they, they keep on like tacking on the stuff, and by the end of it, like you have a totally different like progression of what you thought of this guy as mm-hmm. it goes right. on. So that, that's the true definition that of an hour. Breaking Bad, yeah. right? Like right. Yeah, he broke bad. Okay. And and so right. with with Ellie, when she's going through the arc of this, of him talking to her, and I think she saw through him quicker than we did. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But oh, it's yeah. as she as he's going on, it starts out with like, look, yeah, we did this, but it was either that or we all die. And you're like, oh, that's oh, that's pretty rough. But you you know, and then it just continues on. He's like these, and one of the reasons I while is why I was able to mentally justify why none of the people came outside during the fire of the restaurant was mm-hmm. that he said these people are leaderless. I need somebody to help me lead these people because they don't have it in them. I've mm-hmm. they rely on me for everything, and it's exhausting. And, right. it all, you know, he's setting it up almost in a way where, like, look, when I'm gone, 
you're going to need to lead these people. But then whenever he puts his hand on her and she does the thing where she ends up breaking his finger and yelling at him just so viscerally, uh, it was wild. And then, you know, I haven't played the game, but when the, his right hand man, whose name I can't remember off the top of my head, James, James, who was the guy who played Joel in the game. When she plants the cleaver in that guy's neck, oh my gosh, that was so satisfying. But Mm -hmm. watching how she played the rest of that out, where she's crawling around on the floor trying to hide from him, and she wanted to just get out. But once the only thing she was left with was killing him, once she did, and she just lost it. And climbed up on top of him and just stabbed him. Oh, something inside of her just she broke. She chopped him with that cleaver. Yeah, she something oh. just broke inside of her. And, and, I mean, and you can see how that could happen. You could see right. how that would be the reaction, yeah. especially when you've been through this whole progression. And But the my favorite scene, ultimately, in the whole thing, the most believable scene oh. is when she ran out. And Joel mm-hmm. caught her, and she like started to attack him because she didn't know. Yeah. And then sure. once she finally calmed down and like fell into him, and he called her baby girl, which you know if you he remembers he called his daughter that in the first episode. Yeah. And God dang, mm-hmm. it's damn dude, so emotional. It. it was an amazing, amazing episode. I was yeah. so floored by it, so impressed with everybody's delivery. There was not mm-hmm. dud one in that cast and all of it were top shelf the scene i'm sorry i'm totally dominating the conversation the scene where joel has the two dudes duct taped in the house Mm -hmm. and he's Mm -hmm. prying the guy's Mm -hmm. kneecap out and Mm -hmm. uh the acting between all three of them was so good and the one guy that's tied up to the piano after he goes ahead and kills the one dude in the chair Mm -hmm. Mm. It's screaming yeah. at him, you know, fuck you, because he oh, knows. His response it, is like it, one of my favorite. Yeah. Like one of my, there's like three like really really good like dialogue mm-hmm. uh, scenes in this one, and that one is like where he's like, I'm not telling you anything. He's all, it's all right, I believe him. And then he, yeah. and then yeah. he's like, does it like you can tell like he, he it's not even yeah. about information. Like he's like on like a warpath at that mm-hmm. time. Yeah. It's yeah. on a rampage. And uh the one with uh David where they're sitting and he's like talking to Ellie at first and he's all I believe everything happens for a reason. Uh-huh. I do. Let me explain it to you. And then he like then he like slowly unravels the story. It's like, oh it's so like chilling, dude. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then obviously the uh the uh last scene where Joel comes in contact with Ellie, that part is so good. Like just mm-hmm. the, the way that Bella Ramsey chick is doing so well. Mm-hmm. She's like, amazing. When she's, trying like when she recognizes and gets like a moment of clarity and recognizes that she's looking at joel and she's trying to explain what was about to happen to her but she can't get the words out and she's just kind of like fall, oh my gosh dude it's like it's, it's so good it's performed so well mm-hmm. yeah really good stuff tremendous araj yeah this is yeah, uh one of those me i did have one i almost had one during that episode yeah. Felt like it. The last of um, yep. <laughs> the last the last of them down there. Um I you know what this is uh, it was interesting. You you're right, Eric. I when you I initially liked this guy, David. I thought he was like a straight shooter for for a minute. And then the progression started happening. I think mean, Randy, you were saying this too. And and by the end of it, when he touched her in the hand like that, 
I was like, oh shit. Well, first of all, when he slapped the girl, that was just got awful. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, this might be, you know, I always say that True Detective for me is pound for pound the best seven episodes of television I've ever seen. Um, this one's like pound for pound, the it's acting, the writing, good. the directing, yeah. it's pretty, <laughs> it's right up there with like scenes of, Breaking Bad was such a long, it was like six seasons, but, but pound for pound, like for the first season of True Detective and this, it is right up there for me, and and there's not a miss in this show, and yeah, and the acting I mean, is phenomenal, the writing's phenomenal, the cinematography's phenomenal, the special effects are amazing. Uh, they're yeah. not relying on the the clickers too much. We're not hardly even seeing the clickers. I do wish uh, we did see it because it's it's a tough one because like okay, here, here's an example of what happens in the game versus what happens in this episode. Okay, what they had to do in this one is they had to like build like this guy is very likable. Whereas in the game, you had you fought side by side with this guy against a bunch of like infected and clickers and a bloater. And you fought oh, with them so okay. long that you ended up trusting him. Now, oh, I don't shit. think that necessarily would play in a show because you don't have the agency that requires to build right. that trust. Mm-hmm. Right. But at the same time, like you're missing like so many key moments where infected are involved and we're ending up with a show that doesn't have it that much. Not that it's not the most important thing, but it is mm-hmm. like a world building thing that kind of gives like the danger. Sure. Sometimes you forget the danger even exists and it's just like people right. living under very hard conditions that will do very bad things because of that. So that yeah, that makes is sense. The one gripe, but I think if you had to cut anything out, that's the thing that needs to go. Have, have you ever, have you ever watched a show that, Within an hour, you love characters or you hate characters, and that's it. They're done. Like, like oh yeah, yeah, right. Like they yeah, do that to you in the show. They bring yeah. they bring in up the character, couple characters or one character where either you love them to death and you you feel sorry for them and you you're you're almost at the verge of crying for them, or you hate them so much you want them gone, like this David guy. Yeah, uh, you know that. Yeah. They, they excel at that. It's all writing and acting, by the way. I mean, that's all it is. But the, Eric, you're that when he said "baby girl," I almost lost my mind because I call Lily "baby girl" all the time. So when he said that, I um, like lost it. If you, I wish that I would have left at least for the Patreon the reaction. We do the unedited Patreon reactions, but when we stop, less Randy and I, I don't think said a word for about a minute. Like we, I could tell that each one of us was we're trying to collect ourselves. And we were just like, and it, it was, I, we've never done that before. And then yeah. that says a lot about that episode. Yeah. I, it, so Randy, I agree with, from a gameplay's perspective, that's why the, the action parts there where you're fighting yeah. against, but when you don't have that, you really got to concentrate on the people. And Definitely. I don't think that you could have added them fighting infected and still kept the episode. Oh no! It's tight, you, you know. Into, but you run into some inconsistencies as well. If you have that in that environment, then where are they in every other scene? Like, why is that right. not an issue? It becomes like a, a serious. Yeah, because then they haven't been safe all along, and the second right. that that Joel and Ellie are leaving, that town is going to be overrun because there's nobody left to yeah, take. Why are you starving to stay in this place if it's right. that dangerous? Right. You, you know, and that's one thing, too. Like, I used to always joke around about Little House on the Prairie. You know, they'd mm-hmm. have these episodes where it's the winter and they barely survive. And they're settlers. Mm-hmm. Two years ago, you rolled up into this place in a wagon and 
plant at the right. homestead. It's like, how attached yeah. can you be? Get in right. a wagon as soon as you can see grass again and go south. Right. You, you know what I mean? But, you know, because here it's the danger of they almost like need the harsh conditions to keep the infected at bay. Right. Yeah. This one, I like it almost like the thing that, like under any other season, that would have been a good idea to be at that place. It mm-hmm. would have been a resort in great conditions, but for lack of foresight, they ended up picking a place that's not survivable for just long enough to where they have to do these horrible things. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of like a mm-hmm. neat uh, like turn of events on a and, situation. And how he was keeping everybody in the dark. Yeah, well, was, yeah, a good. You know, I almost feel like as if they know, but they are so broken that they're begrudgingly accepting like their the conditions. If you look at that when that if you look at her face when she asks, "What is this in the kitchen?" Yeah. It right. looks like she knows. Yeah, and he says it's venison. Like, shut up. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know. And well, yeah, because I think only a handful room. of them would. You know, I mean, but yeah, yeah it's just horrific, man. Horrific. It's, it's, uh, yeah. Boo. You saw the episode, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, great episode. Great episode. Uh, you know, you, in, in these apocalyptic shows, a lot of the time, they always try to keep a good character good kind of thing. You know, Rick, you know, Rick Grimes, he has to do some, some tough shit, but he's still a good guy. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, that's the most recent apocalyptic show I can think of. And this one, I, 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 Joel knows and he accepts that he's an awful person and he's done awful things and it haunts mm-hmm. him every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ellie, she knows, she knows because when, when the, uh, the, the, the creeper guy, the creeper leader guy tells her that she has, uh, was it anger in her heart or, or, or I forgot right. what he says exactly. Yeah. Violence. She knows he's right. She mm-hmm. she she agrees, and she might not want to say it or realize it, but she she knows he's right. Um, so one of the one of the best things about the show for me in total is that are they good? Would I say they're good people? No, but I'd say they're heading in a in a a good direction. You know, people who are bad or have done bad things heading in a in a good direction kind of thing going towards goodness, but they're not good people. You know, we see Joel, you know, just stab a dude. And then, you know, he could have, you know, he, he bashes the dude head with a pipe, you know, no, no, no forethought. None of it just does it. You know, she snaps the guy's finger, you know, it's something that she needs to do, but she, she knows that it's, that it has to be done. She cleaves his head off. Great scene, by the way, awful, awful thing to build up to but holy shit that was powerful um (laughs) and they're and you know they're gonna leave this town to burn and just move on you know because it's something that they have to do uh so i that that's one thing i love about the show is that i don't think it it's a it's a show towards goodness but there's no good people in it that's you know we saw a little bit of it at uh with the the town where his his brother's at where tommy's at i forgot what it's called that's about it jackson Jackson, Jackson, yeah, that's about all we get. 
That's as good as it gets. It's wonderful there. Yeah, that really is as good as it gets. But that's it. That's, you know, that's utopia right there. Yeah, St. Louis yeah. is horrible. You know, they talk about uh, the the Kansas City QZ being uh, uh, an awful place. Uh, where we started out in Baltimore, horrible. Everywhere. It just seems like yeah, just Pittsburgh everywhere. this episode. They Pittsburgh, said that yeah. QZ, Phil. Exactly. Yeah. We're yeah. just... You you see that the military was killing people, healthy people, because they just couldn't do anything with it. They couldn't house them or feed them. You know, so it's just bad after bad after bad. We're heading in a good direction, a benevolent direction, but everyone in this show is bad and they don't they don't they don't they don't shake from it at all. Kind of thing. Like we know. We we know and this is what actually would happen. People are gonna fucking kill each other, eat each other, be awful to each other. And they, you know, they don't, they don't hide from it, which I think is, is great. And it's like, it's just the acting was from everyone. Incredible. Just incredible. This show's going to, this show's going to rake, just rake it in, in the Emmys and Golden Globes. Oh yeah, it's gonna, exactly. It's going to dominate. That'd be really yeah. hard. Yeah. It'd be really hard to believe if it didn't get. Exactly. It's going to dominate. Yep. Yep. It's uh, going to dominate. It's going to dominate. It's going to dominate. It's going to be really cool uh, coming up this next week because yeah. I, I think we uh, we leave both those characters like in the natural progression of where they should go after that event. Like Joel yeah. went past that line that he didn't want to go. He made he made it to that line, and Ellie just had something like very traumatic happen to her, and there's going to be PTSD involved in that. Right. And like moving on through the next episode to see how they handle that, I think it's going to be really interesting, and we'll come back to what. A lot, of you, a lot of you guys said in this episode. I'm really worried. I am really worried, man. I am fucking oh, really good. That, uh, that last episode is going to be a, I'm going to be a wreck. It's not going it, to, it's not going to end the way you think it is. Right. It's kind of hard to predict. Let's not talk about it. it let's just, yeah. Leave yeah, that yeah, yeah. But uh, what, one thing, boo, you were saying that, you know, they're not good people and I agree they're not. And Ellie's leading that way too, but I think they know that the love for each other is the only thing that is is pretty much good in their heart, mm-hmm. the connection they have together. I think that is pretty much the only thing that's leading them to wherever they're going at this point. In whatever direction they're going, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. and they've both been so shaped by their circumstance. I mean, obviously the whole world has, but yeah. you know, with Joel, and they allude to his past frequently, or they have, you know, that we we killed people. That's what we did. But, you know, because his daughter got shot right in front of him as the world started to crumble around him. It, mm-hmm. That, how do you get past that? I couldn't even freaking imagine. And then, you know, like with Ellie, everything she's been through, she's had no sense of belonging, no sense of family. And her exterior... I mean, because plainly she has a capacity for love. Plainly she has a capacity for tenderness. And ultimately, like any kid, she's still a kid. Even though she's done these heinous things and all this weight's hanging on her, she's still a kid. And even as an adult, man, sometimes you just need to be held. And like a friend of mine, he he uh, his son was in Iraq for an extended period of time. And it was pretty rough on him. And, you know, he was a grown-ass man, and he came home mm-hmm. and just asked his mom, can you just lay down with me and just, just like, hold me? I need my mom. And when you sure. think about the realities of that, and mm-hmm. when you've got somebody who's trying to deal with this as a, they're a teenager, 
they're That's a awful. young teenager who's has no anchor in life to cling to as far as like a solid mentally a solidity of this is what life's really supposed to be like god the fact that she is the person that she is and not just a homicidal maniac it speaks volumes of her like moral fortitude you know mm-hmm. what i mean but i do think like in this case the only thing that would be able to keep like if this were real life the only thing that would mm-hmm. be able to keep joel from just descending right back into this horrible killing machine is his love for her Mm, because you know this is one of those deals like if anybody who's ever seen unforgiven with clint eastwood he tried to turn good and he genuinely did and he swore he would for his wife who had passed away and take care of the kids and then when they kill his friend he goes through and kills murders an entire town just in cold blood boom 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 you're dead Mm -hmm. and and because that's what happens and uh yeah, yeah i just but again Every single person in this thing turned in an amazingly commendable performance. Everyone. Some top Everyone. shelf acting. Yeah. Yeah. They've done really Just good work wild, with this stuff. Like it's 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 amazing that they've made this show as good as it is. Like I would have yeah. been very willing to admit that this show wasn't good if I thought it didn't live up if, to the standard. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it yeah. legitimately feels like a cover song of a jam that I've liked listening mm-hmm. to. The the fact that my wife has so wholeheartedly embraced this from an emotional standpoint. Mm-hmm. She hasn't watched this episode yet. Yeah, but, neither has Lorena. But I have uh, to go through it again. She <laughs> was she is into this yeah. and like feeling it big time. That to me that says a lot about how good it is because she mm-hmm. this wouldn't normally be her thing. Because but because it's so effing good. Yeah, it's kind of it kind of trips me out, man. Like that, so many people. I mean, I understand why people like it, but it is like so bleak. There's something that's just like innate about us wanting to <laughs> get lost in these worlds where. Well, yeah, so and I think it's the bleak. characters and the development of the characters, and we feel like we're a part of this journey with them. Yeah. They've done such a good job of that. Yeah, they really have. Well, and here's this is. I, I don't know, man. I, I overthink a lot of this stuff. But I think one of the things that happens is that us, we, the collective we that is in love with this show, you have w- w- in real life what they're ultimately yearning for, and that's stability. And you look outside and it's not a war zone. And I mean, obviously, that's something that's easy for us to take for granted versus Here, people yeah. in in other countries who are war torn and and you know they have a whole different set of fears and concerns but for us like personally you know we have the very thing that they everybody in the show wants we have and it really makes you think do the exercise of where you think about what's actually important to me what what would i cling to in this situation what would devastate me the most if i were in this and what would it be like if i lost insert these people here and i think that's why people get so intrigued with Mm -hmm. the show because it's that mental exercise that you go through that makes it intriguing and exciting i guess but because sometimes as effed up as it is people's psyches need 
pain. They need to feel pain. It's a very correct and natural response. It's like people who you should never get angry. That's crazy. Your, your emotions Mm -hmm. are there to, to save you. That's what they're there for. You just have to take the, use them as a tool. Well, people need to feel pain to, to let pain do its job for them. And this is a safer way to practice having it in an extreme way, but then the the show's over and you turn it off. You know what I mean? And I, that I realized that's pretty trippy. That's very heady. And I could be way off, but I think think there's a lot to that. Yeah, no, if you look at like a decade to decade, the way, um, like, like cultural, like entertainment, like, uh, studies, you look at how the tone of movies through decades changes in contrast to what's going on in real life. There is a, a need to have a contrast from escapism from what you're actually dealing with. So you'll have like in the seventies, how there were so many like crime and Mm -hmm. anti-war kind of like stuff And the, the vigilante hero became popular in the Mm -hmm. Mm seventies because they were trying to escape from the idea of the government being the hero. Mm -hmm. And then you have like where, or when you have like when star Wars comes and it's like this big contrast from what everyone was used to in that sense. And there was this very Mm -hmm. hopeful thing that happened and everyone Mm -hmm. kind of went down that road. And yeah, yeah, I I do believe there is something to that. Like you want to have something different than what you're used to and imagine that other possibility without being steeped in it. Well, and it's, this is a, to me, like what I'm getting ready to say sounds like a dumb comparison, but I think you'll know where I'm coming from is like when you go to the gym, Mm-hmm. and lift weights right Less yeah you're trying weights. to stay in shape but what you're mm-hmm. when people who aren't me go to the gym and lift weights and stuff what you're doing is you're like reminding your body how to respond to to external stimuli that you don't have now right. the struggle of of like existing in a state where you have to be physical that's one of the things why they talk about like the caveman diet and stuff like that it's kind of like that. It's like you're exercising that part of you because right. you're not you don't have those scenarios in real life. And and honestly, man, sometimes it's why people want to turn on a sad song that just like rips them to the core because those are feelings that sometimes you need to get inside of. And the safest way to have grief and to have fear and have all this you're really associating it with something in your own life, but you're trying not to. And so you can put it on this and you can let your, you can let your soul, your like psyche experience this without having to face the reality of the thing you actually need to experience this for. And then you can put it back on the shelf. Be like, okay, you know, it's, it's, you know, yeah. It's like, it's like Elton John's once said. Sad songs say so much. He also said Saturday night's all right for fighting. Yeah. He did. <laughs> I did. He did. All right. I'm sorry right, I guys. like get so out there, man. I don't I don't no, right. no, 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 no. No, it's all very it's great. Not here. I just feel bad for King Tom. He wants to sit here and listen to a gush over the show that he hasn't seen. I'm surprised he hasn't gotten into okay. it yet, man. Right. Come on. I don't think he needs to. I think he just listens yeah, to think, us. Yeah, no, yeah, I, think... I get all the good stuff here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah sure. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, man. Uh, well, thank you, Randy. Really quick. Oh, no. Such, no, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, yeah. there's not a lot of time in that next episode. They have to do a lot of things. I'm worried. Right. Oh. Somebody got somebody got mad at us for saying that, by the way, on YouTube. Yeah, well, they're an idiot. Yeah. 
With all due respect. Yeah. With all due yeah. respect. I oh don't mean God. that offensively. I'm just saying that you're stupid. You're an idiot. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm going to send you guys in our Twitter group thread a picture that Cruiser made of of us from our show the other day that mm-hmm. very much fits exactly what just you just said. So keep keep going. Nice. I'll just send it to you. Yeah. No, no, no. stupid. It's all good. Yeah. Stupid. Stupid. <laughs> thank you, though, Randy, for guiding no, us through this crazy episode. Uh, Kick Tom Chancey, Kick of All Pods. Where can people find you? Find me on Patreon shows with Bad Motivators, Steel Wars, Blue Harvest, and our Sith List Patreon. And you can also find me on Twitter at Tom Chansky, where I promise I will not share details of my medical appointments. <laughs> Unlike other people on this podcast. Les, where can people find you? I'm sorry, this is one of the greatest songs ever. Uh, yeah, this is one. This is awesome. Andre, my favorite podcast verse in this is majestic. It speaks volumes. Uh, part two is really good too. Totally different type of song, but part two is awesome. And part four, <laughs> DJ drama is great too. Yeah, part four You'll is really good too. You'll find me on this too, podcast yeah. and on our YouTube channel, doing our thing, reacting, and talking about awesome songs like this. Yeah, Eric. Where can people find you? You can find me on my other podcast, The Bad Motivators, and then also my good one, The Dinner with the Healers, the Bluey podcast I do with my family. Be sure to check out, I'm going to stream on Twitch this weekend, Building Hawes' Lightsaber. Oh, I did a bunch cool. of sub-assemblies sub for it so I can actually like keep the stream moving as I build it. Yeah. So that should be, this should be happening Friday and Saturday. I'm, uh, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah call cool. me on Twitter at Eric Strathers if you want to get the notification when I'm live on Twitch with that. Yeah, guys, and all the uh, stuff is on our uh, show notes. You can just click it and head straight there. Uh, Randy, where can people find you? You can find me on YouTube.com slash The Sith List. Maybe the reaction to our shows that we like watching. And you can find me in the chat room to Eric's Twitch stream this weekend as he's building Oz's lightsaber. Nice. Nice. Very well, very well done. Boo, where can people see you? I'll see you, Boo, in Arizona. But where can everybody else see you? Yeah, you will see me. Uh, you can uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Sith List, Boo. You can find me at the Sith List, guys, anywhere. Check us out. YouTube, SithList.com. I'll be in that chat room with Eric, too. Probably not, though. I'll probably be in a baseball game. But I'll try, Eric. I will. I'll try. I'll do my thing. Guys, catch us next week on episode number 345, King Tom. You're right. I did screw it up. Of the Sith List. Here we go again with this psychopath. Miss, the neighbors will hear you, you misfit. Can't disagree with this chick without this tip. Price we paid to hit women. The most pretty chick got the psycho tip Stuck up soon as I pop up and see me with the next. She wanna tear the brother club up. Check up, pass a number, confirming. I learn more and more. Some chicks are dumb. And you know I probably get custified, backslap, miss while she busy trying to justify who cheated first. Wait, what would I want with this small chain wearing my trying to front? I ought to cut her off and let another sue me, but I don't know. Ordinary chick don't move me. I mean, I try to fall in love with the bitty, but straight up just be with the chick out of pity. So I know I know pretty chick shady. Here I go trying to change the point to a lady. Nah, lady. It's like it's like that now. It's like that now. It's like that now. You better go get the hoe up out your bag now. It's about four, five cats off in my leg now.